again. I mean, in all reality, well, first of all, game recap again, Nebraska loses, yada, yada, yada. You brought your own tea today. You brought your own. I usually I try to provide yeah. you. I, I try to provide you with liquids of various ca- coffee, water, bubbly, wine, whatever you need. You bring your own tea. Well, You're I in just, a tea mood today? What, what's going on with you today? It's chilly outside, it so I chilly. thought a night, it's kind of the basement's a little cooler, yeah. so uh, something, a little, something okay. warm. That's fine. I That's want fine. something warm That's and fine. coffee. I just, I can't do coffee. I hear you. But certain times okay so. i hear you i hear you. just want to make sure okay you're good you got my daughter's face to look at when every time you drink some tea you look at well, i got the family there too you got look the fam. so if you get worked up about some things like you just look at that then christmas, you'll feel it looks like it's christmas time there it the was Bible christmas household. time a long time ago we have not taken like if you walk to our house we have not updated like family photos since you would think my family ended at 20 in 2017 it's just it, professional photos are just we like did, oh boy we did our first round of family photos me court and bell did this yes year, but do people typically do one a year? I would or is so. it Especially if you're having new additions to the oh, family yeah. for sure. But it's like, yeah, I would think so. See, That's the, a lot. For guys, it's like, whew, I'll give you one food photo shoot every 10 years. I'm, I'm like, okay, five, I think five years is reasonable. Like right. my family has, I think we had three family photos in 18 years. Right. And that seemed like, okay, that's about right. That's well... It's funny you say that. I was at, so I was at my parents last night. We were celebrating my mom's 70th birthday and we were going through, this is what kids miss. We got out a legitimate, and we'll get to football people, just relax, Nebraska lost again, but <laughs> we got out a huge, gigantic bin full of pictures. And these, this is how you looked at pictures. Yeah. Like basically every photo of me from when I was born to when I was 25 years old, like they're all in that bin and that's it. But isn't it kind of great when yes. you get to see them finally? You're like, it, it blows you away. It that, does that they exist. It where does. If you have, I don't know, say ten thousand photos of yourself that you've always gotten to look at, does do they matter? I well, I like like kids now are going to grow up with like. I mean, my daughter has a video of herself almost from every day. My wife is right. like three videos a right. day, a hundred pictures every day of her life yes will she like any of them or i think you get wait i don't, I mean yes and no it won't mean as much like that's what i'm saying again your yearbook photo was basically the only for sure photo of you that was going to happen in that given year and you better hope it's a good one because that was like how you in my mind i was like it better be a good one because then when girls over the summer are looking through the yearbook <laughs> you're like that nick boss ugly you know yeah or, i mean it, it was it's a big deal it's doing a lot of advertising for you yes that's <laughs> it that's your only advertisement is like here i am i don't remember do they just go like all right three two one i don't know it's like that's intense like like what do you think like you couldn't I mean, even the disposable cameras, you had to just like take it and hope you got it. Well, and your lovely daughter. I mean, Mava's, oh, Mava's Mava is like a, a really She's pretty, adorable. Uh, she's adorable. Yes. And she's learning to like, like she smiling fi- isn't always all yes. cracked up to be. She, it can be hard. I've sent you both of her, her <laughs> kindergarten and first grade photo I, are two of, I, I mean, I everybody's laugh, biased. Nick, I think she's I, a, a gorgeous little um, girl. And she her it's Fire Marshal Bill in kindergarten. She's just... <laughs> Let me show you something. It's Let me show you so something. It's so funny, though. It's so funny. And then it's almost as if someone farted right as she was, <laughs> as the photo was getting taken in first grade, and she's got this like What's stink it? face on it. And it's like, that's it, though. Oh, but it's, it is. It's like, it's horrible. You get, you get one shot at it, and you're stuck for a year right. with that photo. Right. Yeah. That's, that's it. That's it. To, to the yearbooks were a big, 
Yearbooks were a big deal, I guess, to me, like growing up. Huge deal. Even like middle school, middle school, high school. Yeah, that was. Like I feel a like huge high school. I think I thought they were a bigger deal in middle school. High school, Agreed. it started to subside a little bit. Yeah. But like getting people to sign your yearbook. And if you got a couple of girls you had a crush on and they're like, hey, cutie, loved having you in math class. Call me this summer. Heart, whatever. You were like, oh, okay, my okay. God. So this is it. In middle school, this was it. This was the thing. But if they left the number, the number was like, if they let, cause they'd always write the message. Hey cutie, what's up? Hope we see you this summer. Blah, blah, blah. Every girl said the same thing, but some girls they left the digits, dog. their phone numbers in. So why were yearbooks important? <laughs> it's like a phone. It book. was like the potential first the way time to, yeah. you got a girl's right. phone number right. in your life. Well, and it was their parents' number, by That's the way. It's like, this drives me crazy line. with kids, It wasn't man. a cell phone. It was their parents' or house phone some, or teen line. Some girls had a teen line, which is a, he was like, Thank, please have a teen line. Yeah, yeah. But kids don't know these days. Like, be, be 15 years old and call someone, call a girl's house and have that person's, that girl's dad answer the phone. Like you want to talk about courage? Yeah, is is Cindy there? Yeah, hey, what's up? It's like, who is this? It's like, I mean, um, I go um, to school with her. And this is Bo, yeah. and I, I'm in her geometry uh, class. Uh, I just want to talk hey, to her. Oh. I have a zit. I'm just trying to, you know. But it's it, seriously uh, though. Nobody, I gotta go. Bye. I gotta go. Bye. But yeah, kids don't know these days. Wow. I mean, we're five minutes in. We haven't talked about football. Here we well, go. We're stalling. Well, <laughs> you know what it is. In Back to the Future, when Marty looks at that old photo, things start to fade. It feels like, once again, and it's not new, the more we look at the photo, we break out the photo album of Nebraska football, just things start like, hey, here's physicality, and then physicality starts to like disappear here's hey here's you know fundamentally sad disappear like yeah. that can- so i believe in that picture isn't one of isn't the girl in it wearing a sweatshirt with mickey mouse on it I, that sounds right it's mickey joseph mickey joseph there you go where the mickey, head coach that's it that's what at the end we'll get into like where are we at on because mitch sherman's it, mm. in the headline and i don't want to i mean i don't think those guys write their own headline but it was like is is mickey mania over is pretty much well then who's the marty mcfly that can say is it logan smothers does logan smothers i'm not sure act I'm, as marty fly mcfly here how do who saves mickey like well, who's mickey like what's mickey's chances right now i'd say things look slim the doc is trev <laughs> great scott Good maybe scott. maybe mickey is marty mcfly that, yes, I think. I, yeah, yeah there, I don't Mickey's think there's anybody. Marty McFly. Doc is Trev. Doc is Trev, and they're trying hard. And Biff is like Michigan. Like, yeah, manure. <laughs> I hate manure. Mick, this, Nebraska. Hello, hello. Wake up! You're ahead in the first quarter. Hello, but Nebraska. What was the final? What did it end up being? Twenty to thirteen. It'll be twenty to thirteen, right? Yeah. At twenty to thirteen. Uh, listen. I don't. I'm not sure where you want to get things rolling. Uh, I think we just start. I want to start with the quarterbacks and the and just offense. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's just. It's. It's amazing how. It's really amazing how these two games were very similar to each other, both Illinois and Minnesota. Yeah. First drive of the game. So no Casey Thompson. Not surprising. We said that was probably going to be the case with the way the Vegas line put it at 16. First drive of the game, nine plays, 75 yards. They ran the ball on seven of the nine plays. 
touchdown. Second drive, 11 plays, 50 yards, end up in a field goal. First two drives, things look pretty good. And in the first quarter, it was probably the best quarter Nebraska had played all season on both sides of the ball. Anthony Grant had 80 yards rushing in the first quarter. Yeah. The the defense was terrific. And it was just a collapse of epic proportions. The Dick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors, and I want to talk to you guys about energy efficiency. And if you go onto Pella's website right now, you look at it, and how about this? One, two, three, four, five different types of windows or doors by Pella won the Energy Star 2020 Most Energy Efficient Award. That's big-time stuff right there. And they achieved that in a couple of waves. They got insulated glass, which slows the heat transfer, keeping your home at a more comfortable temperature. They got types of low-E glass, which is a glass coating that has been optimized for your climate. They got triple pane glass, which you can upgrade to for increased insulating airspace. And within all of that, one of the keys is proper installation, which is key for window and doors to perform at their best. And you know the Pella experts are excellent at that. Bottom line, energy efficiency matters in making your home more comfortable. And Pella windows and doors are at the top of the line when it comes to energy efficiency. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. Okay, let's start with the first two drives of the game because things were looking really, really good initially. First drive, nine plays, 75 yards, touchdown. Seven of the nine plays, running the ball. Anthony Grant was rolling. Second drive, 11 plays, 50 yards, and a field goal. So first two drives end in points. First two drives are moving the ball. Then after that third drive, six plays, 19 yards, and a punt. So you have the first 26 plays, 144 yards, 10 points. Then there is a collapse of epic proportions here. You have six straight three and outs. You don't have a first down spanning for two full quarters. You have 18 plays, 24 yards, five punts, one interception, zero points. I guess let's start with... So hold on. Let me stop you there. You're saying we didn't get one first down in the second or third quarter. So we, oh wow, we didn't get one first down the second quarter because there, there was you were at the game. Did you? Hear, there was a uh, what is, is it called a Bronx cheer, like the sarcastic cheer? I don't know why it would be called a Bronx, like our Bronx people, like oh yeah, very well done. You let him go, <laughs> yeah. Bill. Nice oh, I job. love what you're doing out oh, there. Yeah. I'm walking in. Nice job. You let me walk oh, down the sidewalk really, uh, here. You really look good out Give there today. Give it up today. for him, Tony. Hey, Chuba, all day. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep that. Gonna have a kick out block there. <laughs> But it, it seemed like there was a sarcastic cheer on a first down. It's called the Bronx cheer? I thought it was called a Bronx cheer. I might be that dead wrong. That makes sense. I mean, I don't know. I've never done that other than what we just did right there, but that seems right. I, hey, if it's wrong, right I don't want to be Bronx cheer, a sound of content made by blowing through closed lips through a tongue between them. This yeah, I don't know. Is that yeah? It's it's believed to originate from the making of a sound during a sporting or other event in the Bronx. So there you go. We're going with it. We're going to go with okay. it. I don't know if it's true, but okay. Uh, yeah. So no first downs for two full quarters. Wow. Six again. Six possessions. Six three and outs. Eighteen plays. Twenty four yards. Five punts. One interception. Before we get into the quarterback thing, did you feel like? We know our our boy Whip is is prone to want to throw it. Yeah. Did it seem like he abandoned? Not abandoned. I don't know what the word is. Did he get pass happy? Did he? Did you feel like the play calling all of a sudden was like, what are you doing? And this is hard. Like, you know, my my stance is always I try not to tell people how to call specific plays. Right. right? Like that. That's. 
that does no good to, th- you know, these guys are professionals. This is what they do. I just think, like, we started out like we're going to run it, and we did run it, and we had success. And for some reason, we didn't want to commit to, like, let's just keep giving Anthony Grant the ball downhill. Like, you know, and that's not just, like, giving the ball. It's, like, downhill giving yes. the ball. Like, simple plays that we're not going to lose yards on sort of keep us on track. And then when we do throw, you know, at least the first handful of throws Chubba threw, they were like screen pat, like little bubble screens or Boot. like quick yeah, out, you yeah. know, like five yard hitch to Palmer, those type of, uh, you know, to me is like, as soon as Chubba started throwing the ball, like he had a couple throws. You're like, Oh, you know, we got, yes. we got lucky that we didn't get more interceptions. We should have went so quickly back to a power run concept of some kind. It just kept handing the ball to Grant. Um, because I think we like, how many carries did he end up with? He ended up with, let's take a look. I had it in front of me and now I lost it. I have it right here. So Nebraska, Nebraska rushing Anthony Grant, 21 carries for 115 yards. I 80 think, of which were in the first quarter. 80 was in the first quarter. And I think he had 10 carries in the first quarter. Right. And I think to me, it's like, if you look across the aisle, Minnesota is behind for nothing for most of the game, right? Let's call it through most of three quarters. They're behind Nebraska. Correct. And Muhammad Ibrahim has 32 carries, right? So I think this is my point is more like this is the game where Anthony Grant should have had 32 carries and the 10 carries he didn't get should have been in the second and third quarter. Totally agree. Instead, we're throwing... We're putting Chubba in a position where it's really early on Chubba. We've he's just is his first real game playing, right? Right. right. Um, and I think we were asking him to to think a little too much. No, you're you're so right that rather than get in, it just seemed like you know you know what's weird is this was the opposite. There's the Mike Tyson line of everybody's got a plan until you get punched in the face. Nebraska had a plan. And they deviated from it like they got punched in the face when they were, like, winning the game. Because I thought it was clear. I was like, whoa, the first drive and really two drives of the game, you would know better than me. It seemed like it was consistently two tight ends. There were two tight ends on the field. There was a lot of under center. Yeah, They were doing some, some motion with Palmer and handing it to Grant. There seemed like, then obviously the touchdown run, it was like give, 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 keep. Yeah. touchdown to Chuba. it seemed like there was a concerted plan to come out run the ball downhill don't put Chuba in in harm's way and it's just odd that they decided to just go away from that even with a lead yeah i mean i that's part of who whipple is though i i don't think he can he wants to do that all game long no, he i mean clearly i clearly does i, I don't he, think it's like a i don't mind, know if he does it's like he doesn't no in his mind he he did what i think he th- he probably Mickey and everybody wanted to do is like, we need you to run the ball the first quarter, settle Chubba down. Right. And then I think he Whipple's personality is, well, now let's see what Chubba can do. Right. Where I think I'm like, I did. This is not the time to experiment. We got to lead. I, and I, I'm just, this is where we're at. This is not how I want to feel. Like I don't want right. to be this conservative all the time, but like right now we can't win a game. Like until we can win a game, I'm don't, I just don't want to take chances. Like, I don't want to take a bunch of these 
chances on like let's figure out if Chubb is good or not yet. Like, how about we just keep giving the ball to Anthony Grant, who we know is good, right? Or just it, safe pat like Minnesota. Here's what I'll give Minnesota. They didn't do a great job on offense. No. They really didn't. They were not good. But you know what Minnesota didn't do? They didn't never beat themselves. They didn't turn it over, and they kept handing the ball off, and they kept doing sort of, you know, like picking their spots in the passing game, and they're very safe passes. Everything's safe. Right. Um, so it's very manufactured football, which, okay, it's not, it's not as exciting, but it won them a game. They won by doing that consistently, and after it, about, you know, 20 carries, it started to get a lot harder to tackle Mo Ibrahim, right? right? It wasn't that hard to tackle in the first 10. It's those last 10 that's like, well, this dude's hard to tackle now. And what got harder, too, is the quarterback change. Their backup was a little bit more. He was a run threat. Yeah. So a couple times he kept it and was able to run. And then that gets in your head, I assume, as a defender. Like, yeah. damn, that dude could keep it and go. But I, I just think with Whip... What we're getting at is like a part of coaching. There's what you want to do versus what gives you the best chance to win. Yeah. And there's what the defense is telling you to do versus what you know your player can or cannot do. Yeah. And whip is failing at that. That's the part I I think I'm with you is it. Like, I don't question whether Whip's a good player. He I, knows I like, what he's doing. I like the way he schemes up some plays. For sure. I just think that, like, he he's a little out of touch with what it's going to take to win with this team right yes. now. Right. And so that's where it's kind of a hard... It's kind of hard. I think in the right situation, Whip is... Like, the better the quarterback and the better the offense, I think Whip will elevate that past the regular coordinator. But... I also feel like right now, like he's taking a team that needs something else and he's forced him to try to do too much. I mean, with Casey Thompson, you can do a little right. more. I think he's when, capable of that. When it's Chubba or Smothers, like, man, like that's not how he wants to coach. And, and I think have he's bore, bore up a little bit. Right. And th- so that's what there's always that hard part as a coach. You know, you got to tailor what you do to the team that you have. Now, ideally, you're at a place where you recruit the you know the groceries you want to cook with yeah. he doesn't have that luxury right now now what's unfortunate and this leads us into another thing is he went to the grocery store and got chubba purdy yeah and so what i also think you're seeing is well first let me preface by saying this because we we you and i always talk about this you talked about how you never want to necessarily weigh on weigh in on specific play calls you and i are both in lockstep that usually you and i don't want to criticize or get into the playing time discussions because I think there's something like it's hard to feel confident about what you're saying when you're not at practice. We don't see practice. What if a guy sucks five days a week? It's hard to just throw that guy out there. I even thought there was a little Mickey dropped a little nugget in there in the postgame press conference that he's basically talked about smothers needs to be more consistent through the week. I can't remember what the exact quote was, but that was what it what it basically was. But I don't feel like this is quite that. I think what you're seeing is how impactful labels are and biases are. Mm-hmm. Smothers has gotten labeled as the runner. He's the runner. He's the runner. He's not a thrower. He's a runner. And Chubba Purdy has gotten labeled as the yeah, you can throw it. If you got to throw it, go with Chubba. 
I guess for me, when I when I hear those labels and I watch, I, I'm just all I can go off of is five quarters of football here. I have no earthly idea how you could come away with thinking those things in terms of Chuba being. I look at it like I, I don't see how Chuba's a better thrower than Logan. Well, I, I would say you could make an argument that in practice. Chuba is could be doing whatever right smothers is not and that's probably true um I think it doesn't take very long for the average fan to watch both of those two guys in two different games now and go who looks comfortable playing football out there and who doesn't and Chuba he doesn't look comfortable he when he has to throw it and make a decision it, it it's trouble I mean it is really trouble and and I guess for me like I Here's where I'm struggling is like Mickey says, you know, he says, Chubba, uh, he, you know, he just gets so nervous out there or he, or he gets happy feet or he's like, wait, he can't see the field right now. I'm like, what is he doing good? Like, right. So like to me, it's like they think he's a little bit nervy, skittish. Like that's the last thing I want to hear about my quarterback. Yeah, We talked about that on at the, the last pod. I don't get I don't see that out of smothers at all. So. To me, I'm like, all right, like, either Chubb is so good and for some reason it's not coming out, or I, that's what I'm trying to understand. Is like, he doesn't seem to be the guy that's, like, mentally ready to go. Right. Like, mentally, like, comfortable to manage this game and make decisions. Okay, yeah, his arm's better than Smothers. Done. We know that. Can he make the decision and get throw it where yeah, you're supposed to throw it. Yeah, what good is it that if he's got a better arm, if he can't, if he's not mentally there? If he doesn't know, like, when you can't take a sack and when you need to throw it away and, like, don't throw it in a triple coverage every time. Right. Uh, I don't think it matters how good your arm is as yeah, much, right? Well, and, and so what I think we're also getting to is, so I talked about where the importance of labels and the, and the importance of biases. Yeah. This is, from the outside looking in, this is just how I observe it. Mark Whipple has known and recruited Chubba Purdy for basically three, four years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Been to his house, been to high school football games, talked to him on the phone, talked to his parents, talked to his mom, recruited him to Pitt. He went to Florida State. Went to Nebraska, recruited Nebraska. He finally comes to Nebraska. I would argue that the only player on the entire roster Mark Whipple feels any connection to is Chubba Purdy. I think... Or has history with. Or has history. Yes, yes. yeah, that's a better way to put it. Has history with is Chubba Purdy. And I think on some level, Whip is sitting here thinking, if I'm going to go down, which he, let's be honest, he's probably thinking, man, I'm out of I'm probably not going to be here. This season's going nowhere. If I'm going to go down, I'm going, I'm going down with the guy that I've known for three, four years. I got a little bit of history with. Yeah. Because, because then you contrast that. Nobody on this current staff has any real connection or loyalty to Logan Smothers. Frost is gone. Mario Verduzco is gone. If I'm not mistaken, I think Eric Chenander was involved in the recruiting of Logan Smothers. Eric Chenander's gone. So when these doors, when, when the doors shut in these meetings with these coaches, who's really going to bat for Logan Smothers? And if you think this shit doesn't matter, it matters. Yeah, yeah. It really does. On who recruited this guy, who's going, like, this stuff matters. So what... Because to stick with Chubba Purdy for five horrific quarters, let's be honest, five horrific 
quarters of football. Five quarters, two, two in the second half of Illinois, then three at the start of Minnesota. Five quarters, 10 total points. When you then hear about the, the, the little nugget at the press conference last week, that Chubba Purdy was uh, a little banged up, had missed a little bit of practice time. Like, all of the signs point to not Chubba Purdy or better give Smothers a little bit more of an yeah. opportunity. And, and yet, it's still going with Chubba. To me... That screams that whip. I just look at that and go, this guy, this is a guy that's got some history with this dude, and he's just, he's riding with his dude. I, I think that's completely fair what you're saying. And a part of me goes, I can understand why Whip's doing it if that's sure. the case. Like, I, I can actually understand, like, if that's your guy, you, you just, it's a trust thing. Like, you think he's another caliber talent and quarterback, which. I can probably get when you're watching people throw balls all day. He says, it's not even close. Chubba can throw better than, than Logan when we're doing these, when we're doing routes, right? When we're in practice, the problem becomes in a game. It's different. Yes. And some guys in games elevate. They're gamers. They just have a sense. They have a feel. They're not scared. And some guys, when you get in a game, it gets big, it gets bright, it gets scary. You feel the pressure. They can actually hit you now. Um, a position like quarterback, there's no doubt that's probably the number one position where the difference between the game and practice is so significant. It's huge. Uh, so it's not easy, and I, I want to give Whip some some leeway that he sees it every day. Yes. But there's no doubt he's going with his guy in this moment. Well, yeah, I don't even think, I mean, I'm saying like, I think it's this, it's clearly that. And again, I don't necessarily, I can understand that. And I can, I just I don't can, know can, if it's the right call. I just like, don't, I just don't <laughs> think know. it's clearly not yielding any of the right results. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, again, five, five quarters of this, 10 total points, really only two drives of any, yeah. other than that, it's been a lot of, Nothing. Yeah, I mean, and let's think about this. The drives that have been good have been the scripted drives, right? So it's scripted. They get to practice them. They get to think about them. And as soon as you go off script, we can't execute. Right. We can't do anything. It's a bad sign. It really is. So I, I just, I don't know if, what's hard is like what would solve all this is Casey Thompson just coming back into the equation. You know, he's healthy, comes back and now everything's, you know, whips back into, into shape. But at this point, if, if Casey doesn't play this week, I don't know how you don't go with Logan. Smothers. Okay. That's because, because the argument for should have been smothers this week. I don't know that I would have had made a good argument because it's hard to make Chubba, Chubba just didn't have time to practice. Okay. Whatever. This week, to go back to Chubba after his performance and seemingly things start clicking a little bit more with Smothers, um, I think it's a hard argument to make to not go Smothers at this point. Well, and I just don't... Like, just watching them throw, again, I don't... Maybe Chubba's Dan Marino in practice and we don't see it. I just don't... Logan looks like he's... Like, the ball down the seam to Marcus Washington... Way Fine. better than any throw Chubba Purdy's made. Chubba's like, been off. Every, like, yes. every every throw's been off, or it's so into triple coverage, you're just like, well, here comes the pick. Right. And he's gotten he got lucky three or four times, too. I mean, right. that's what I'm like. Oh. Yeah, he could, have two, he could have two to three or four more interceptions on the season. Th three this game alone. Yeah. And, and so, 
I, I, I don't know. It's, it, is, it is puzzling, but here's the thing. All we're talking about is Whipple. Like on some point, it's easy. This is where this, this is where this, what we talked about over the course of the last six, seven weeks has made this assessment for Mickey tough because it's, it's sometimes like you just, it's always not on Mickey. Like Mickey's got, like Mickey's the head, he, right now he is the head coach. Yeah. Now he's saying all the right things afterwards. Him and him and uh, Whipple are on the same page. I think he doesn't want to micromanage Whipple, but at on some at some point, like Whip Mickey Joseph's got to got to assert himself. And this 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 quarterback debacle is on him too a little bit. Yeah, it's uh, you know because this is you know Mickey's here's the thing. Mickey's got to do what's right for the team, right? He doesn't need to do what's right for what Mark Whipple wants or expects. He, he, his first job is to do what's right for the team to win games. Uh, you know, then it's, then he, you know, the what's good for Mickey, what's good for Whipple, that's secondary, you know. So he's got to do what's right for the team. And that might mean telling Whip to do things Whip doesn't want to do. Like, right. Whip, I know you don't want to run this Brock, but guess what you're doing all second quarter? I want you to run it damn near every time. Like, I want the ball. Like, I want base runs. I want to get up the field. I want to go, you know, like... I want to rest our defense. I want to I want to eat some clock. I want to... Yes. I want to eat clock, you know, and and, and the, the fact that if he's not harping on that and not inserting himself into that, that's a, that's a head coaching thing that, you know, that you are responsible to do that. And so that that's... That's hard because I, I think when things are going good, you don't have to micromanage that. You just let your guy go. You can let Whip do what Whip does. Right now, if he doesn't, if he's not on the same page with you, you got to make sure he's on your page. Yes. And that's that's not easy when you, in this situation, because it's not like I'm the head coach, I hire you, you work for me. It's like, it's hard. It's a This tough- is Mark Whipple. He's got a position that he is your, you talk like, right. Mickey was under Whipple. Yes. And Whipple's all of a sudden, the coordinator, that's the weird thing about and it. And then Mickey's the receivers coach. And it's been Whipple telling Mickey, here's what we're doing and why. And then all of a sudden something happens and you reverse it. That's a hard transition to then now like, you got to tell Whipple how to call the game. Like that doesn't really work well most of the time. Well, and a couple of things here. Uh, I think... Number one, for, you know, running the ball takes, sticking to the run, all this stuff takes patience on a variety of levels. Patience that it's going to, you know, like what, what P.J. Fleck clearly has, that that two-yard run becomes a four-yard run by the third and fourth quarter. Yeah. you got to have patience to do that, and you got to have the patience to not get antsy to just take a shot and score. I think that's something that that whip has a hard time with and then i also think one thing that's maybe challenging is like without knowing exactly how casey thompson's elbow is what's maybe hard is to defend maybe the coaches for a second put if if casey's status is truly a game time decision that's actually hard because in a perfect world your backup quarterback and and your starter you're going to you're going to have like the same sort of game plan you're going to yeah. do the same things well in this situation it's completely different and so what's challenging is where do you draw the line on you almost have to create two different game plans like yeah. it, that's yeah. where i don't know like this week is casey going to play because that, that you have a totally different type of game plan. Because if he's not, you gotta you gotta commit to running the ball. 
Yeah, you, you know if, what I mean? If like KC is going to play, you call the game for KC being in there. If it's either he's not playing or you're not sure if he's playing, the game needs to be 100% run focus, protect your backup quarterback. Right. That's your game. And then when Casey comes in, unfortunately, he's going to have to run a version of that that he can, you can go off track with Casey because he's Because he's already reps. been doing, exactly. Just I think it's for, hard to go off track with these newer quarterbacks because there's just so much more to process for the it, first time. It also is interesting, and I don't know really what to make of this. And again, we're doing a lot of speculation because we're not in these meetings. We don't know what a lot of these That's conversations the part, yeah. are like. But like, it's interesting to me how quickly Mickey asserted himself with the defense. Chin- one game, Chenander, you're out of here. Bush, you're in. We're doing. We're going to do. We're, in practice, we're tackling. We're doing. Yeah. Like, it's interesting, especially a guy that comes from the offensive side. He, it was easy for Mickey to, to clearly come heavy-handed with what he wanted defensively. That doesn't. There seems to be a reluctance for that in this situation on the on the offensive side. Well, I think we were humming on offense at that point, though. Like, if you yeah. if you think about like well, our I'm first after once that once Casey's gone down. Yeah, yeah. So I I think though like in the moment it was seeming like oh we can score but we can't defend right and so that seemed like where we needed to make changes but. I don't think we'd ever solve the the real like how can we run the ball consistently thing, um, and now like we're getting to the Big Ten play and it just feels like we just we can't score like we we were and especially now that with Casey out like it, it it's a whole new set of problems he has to fix and like you're right like I think it's a different like it's a different animal to to say oh now this is the side you've been seeing the whole time what do you need to do now. Explain to me, explain to me how, you know, because all the, all the success they had running the ball in the first quarter, it wasn't like it was, well, they got a bunch of yards on two big chunk plays. They were like running the ball well. How, how were they able to run the ball? And then what's hard is to, they kind of went away from it, but like what happened? Well, uh, you know, I, I rewatched the game again this morning and just kind of, I, I buzzed through and. You know, they're mostly base runs of ours. They weren't, I mean, there was nothing crazy. They had the one where they had the, the double puller with the tight end. Yeah. That worked well. But, you know, like Grant just broke through as a pretty basic play. Like it was essentially like an ISO out of that shotgun handoff, yeah. right? So it's just, there's nothing magical about it. It's like you just got to keep tr- plugging away. And Grant made somebody miss in the hole. And that's how you get 40. Sometimes they do. Like, they just miss a tackle. Like, you just got to keep pressing, and not everything has to be, like, a home run scheme. Like, you sometimes you just got to do it. Like, Minnesota ran, I don't know, 20, like, yes. inside zone meshes that were just, like, the long dragging zone mesh that, like, they just squeamed for four to eight and yards. He, and and uh, Ibrahim is just a, he's a little bowling ball. Yeah. Rams it in there. Was and, there anything amazing about that scheme? Like, no, they just did it really well. And I think we just so quickly go away from any sort of like base runs. Um, like, and you know, I, I like that we called draws, but our draw game sucked. So like our draw and screen game sucks, even though I'm happy we would call, like calling those draws is not bad. I don't want that to be our only runs though. Like right. we don't just line up and pound people. Uh, 
because that's a different mindset than than these than these draws. I like draws if you don't only run draws. Like you need to have a run game and incorporate the draws and the screens to relieve the pass rush. So I don't know. We're just bad at draws and screens, and we don't have a base run game. Like you need to have the base run game first, and you sprinkle in the draws and screens to relieve because we can't block. Our biggest weakness is we cannot pass block. Like base pass block, we're terrible. Um, Our base run blocking, not that much better, but I also think that is, it's, it's, if you try and can only get a yard or two or three or whatever, it doesn't really hurt you though. Where if you keep trying to drop, drop back, you're you're taking sacks, interceptions, right. Or incompletions where you you put yourself in long these long downs. You're stopping the clock. You're then, stopping yeah, the clock. Like it's, More bad things happen when you don't just base run. Base run is safe. Sometimes it's boring. Sometimes it's not super effective, but it keeps you on schedule, keeps your defense off the field, shortens the game, and it wears on the defense. Like they don't get wins out of it. It's like you just keep hammering. It's just and it will wear them. Yeah, I, it's just bizarre how. There was success running the ball. Like, the offensive line was doing a decent job in the first quarter. There also was this, like, I've used this stupid, you know, the in hook when the the fat kid from... <laughs> Where could this possibly be? The Lost be? Boys has... The bowling ball guy? Yeah, and he has uh, Peter, which is Robin Williams. He goes, Peter... There you are. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was like Anthony Grant. There you are. Like, there was a reminder of, like, this motherfucker's good. Like, yeah. that's what's so weird about it. It's like, you would think, oh, Nebraska, like, with uh, Nebraska, they, oh, they got to they gotta heave it to move the ball. So they got running back sucks. Like, no, he's actually a really good player. Really good player. And he got... He got 80 yards in the first quarter. 80 yards and 10 carries in the first quarter. And then it's like, and it's, man, we just kind of forgot he existed. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is, though. Like... You're so many things two, about this. That's where it's like, if, like, oh, you must have a quarterback that's got a, a cannon. You're like, no, no, not really. Like that, you really birdies <laughs> got a cannon. That guy, I know from experience. Like, no, 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 he doesn't. Like, well, not him personally, but a guy I knew. <laughs> he had a cannon. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. I'm sorry with my '90s movies references here, but uh, they usually go the '90s, don't they? Yes, they do. But, but no, okay, but yeah, Grant, you go, you lean on the, like if you got a good running back, which we haven't had forever, lean on him. Give him, I want he's 30, a good player. Give him thirty carries. This is his thirty carry game against Minnesota. First week with a backup quarterback. Give Anthony Grant thirty carries. While we have a lead too, we yes, think, got up ten nothing. We just- got a lead, so we got the lead, and I was. This is what I did. I, was, I'm, I went to the game with Goldie. Uh, and, Our buddy, yeah, and, and my nephew is his first Husker game. Which I saw great. those pictures. He slept through two quarters of the game. It was amazing. He was Nebraska's offense. He was. A, it was a an analogy or a you know he was emblematic of Nebraska's yeah, offense. He Once watched he, the first quarter and then he slept through it. So he, yeah. knew, he knew that we were going to throw it a lot. Yeah. Um. Anyway, <laughs> I kept I kept talking. But I kept looking at the time of possession. I go, how is it that we're up ten, and they are still beating us in time of possession? Like. And I just kept watching that, and I go, we got to keep a hold of the ball. We can't let them do what they try to do to us. And we, uh, once again, we got the lead, and we didn't do what we should have done, which is play their game, which is 
Hold the right. ball, pound the rock, make it slow and boring. Let them make a mistake. Instead, we like we put too much on our quarterback, and we left too much margin for error. I just felt like, especially when you got up ten nothing. In my mind, I was or like, too oh, little margin. Of error. Yes, we didn't but give ourselves enough. A bigger, yeah, yeah, it was like when Nebraska got up ten nothing. To me, it was like, okay, you need to go to a pound Grant, sprinkle in some zone read Chuba. Like, if you're going with Chuba, yeah, and just bleed the clock a little bit and then take your shot. Yeah. I, like, I, I, I don't know. There's something like, and I was, I think my most, I, I think where I was most frustrated is, I think it was about eight minutes to go in the second quarter. And our defense stones them. Stones them. And we get a sack. Yep. They punt out of their own end zone. We get the ball at the on, 47. Let yes. me see if I can write. Yeah. I, going in. And we st- we're in a shotgun, and it looks like we're about to throw, and we get a false start. Yes. And then we take a sack, and then we punt the ball into their end zone. That's uh, exactly right. And it- I'm just sitting there going, I just thought to myself, now that's bad football. Like, we're up 10 nothing. The game's in our hand, and we can't just, you I- know, like, not yes. to say you got to score, but you got to drive and get get a field goal at worst and take more clock, pound them some, keep your momentum, and then you know maybe we're going into halftime and it's thirteen or seventeen nothing, and I mean then you really just go hand it hand it hand it the game. I mean good You're luck exa- with that team like really winning that game if we don't mess it up ourselves. yes that would that felt like a huge i even wrote it down in bold missed opportunity it was yeah. minnesota gets the ball they try to run wide gifford and mathis strung it out and stuff it second and 13 fumbled handoff morgan and ibrahim morgan dives on it third and 16 mathis and tanner run a twist they both sack Tanner Morgan punt. Nebraska starts the ball starts at the Minnesota yeah. forty seven. False start. Second and fourteen. Drop back pass. Pass rush. Got Purdy sacked. Third and eighteen. Swing pass to Ramir Johnson. Short gain. You have to punt it, and then you punt it out of the end zone. Yeah, I mean it's just bad football. It's bad football when they give you an opportunity. The momentum's on your side, and you just don't have any idea what to do with it. To to be critical of a couple of other things. Uh, it, it was pretty embarrassing to have a touch to to have a delay a game out of a kickoff touchback. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh it was pretty remarkable. There was a third and eleven where they were in four down territory where they ran the ball late that was a little bit confusing. They ended up getting it on uh I believe on on throwing the ball in fourth. Yeah. Um and then it is pretty amazing. I'm not sure if you got to where, uh, if you saw it live, but rewatching it, it's it is amazing that late in the game, Logan Smothers didn't run for the first down. Oh, we were sc- in, in the stadium. We were screaming at him like I, it, it, it was one of those like he's in there to use his legs, and that's the one time that he it's third and five, the minute twenty to go, and all you need is a first down, and you've got they've given it to you. It is, and it, you can run. Out of bounds. Yes, it wasn't even like, a, ooh, ooh, he's going to have to really, he's going to have to dive for it and push. No, he could have trotted for trotted, six, seven yards. Yeah, and then we're, then we have a first down. I don't know, was it like at the 50? Yeah, it was around, it was in that vicinity. I should look at where it was, but I yes. Mean, you're, it, you're right in the middle of the field, so like. But yeah, there was a minute 29 left, third and five. 
it's just another like it, it's just so hard when like to watch when guys don't know how to play football on the field it's like stuff it, was at the, it was at the nebraska 47 so right at midfield but that play was just he threw it away like it was first of all the even in the first quarter, you take the run for the first down, but he threw it away like he was running out of time or he wasn't going to be able to get out of bounds. I have no idea what he was seeing. I think he was trying to throw it to Brewington. He just I mean, he sailed, sailed one that on bitch. him. But, like, it was a 10-yard gain instead of the seven to get out of bounds for sure. It's like there shouldn't have been a thought. It should have been, like, you know you can get the first is all that matters. It's, uh, so it's that- all that matters in that moment. And, and that's where I, Smothers is. I mean, like I said, we don't want to anoint Smothers. Yeah, we don't right. act like Logan I mean, Smothers is Smothers like, you know. still has his own limitations. For sure. But that was, that was hard because Smothers, the thing he can do, he refused to do. Yes. Use your legs. Just mind-blowing that he didn't, he didn't run for it. Uh, the defense... You good on the offense for now? You want to go to the defense? I think we beat them up enough. Yeah, we, we went 45 minutes on the offense there. But that was the, that's the story. I mean, it's remarkable. The Nick Bob Podcast is powered by Runza. You know, there are a lot of ways to, to greet someone. Hey, hi, hello, what's up? Another way is, what's popping? Well, here's the thing. That greeting has taken on a new meaning now because the answer to what's popping is now, Runza's new popcorn chicken. That's what's popping. Runza's new popcorn chicken is amazing. Little bite-sized, delicious, all-white meat chicken that make any day better immediately. I love them. My wife loves them. My kids cannot get enough. Two-year-old Mac, six-year-old Mava are constantly wanting to get it popping. Great for a snack, great for a meal. Pair them with the best crinkle fries on planet Earth, and you are set. All I got to say is you need to get out to a Runza location nearest you and get it popping. What's so hard to understand about that? Get it popping with Runza's all-new popcorn chicken. Runza makes it all better. Defense has been good enough to win the last two games. I mean, especially in the first half, they shut Minnesota out. Held Minnesota to negative seven rushing yards and 40. 31 total yards. Caleb Tanner had his best half of the season. He had two sacks. He had a big third down stuff right at the line of scrimmage. The pass rush in general was better. Jason Peter Jr. Oh, I loved it. Oh, you, Jason Peter was like, oh, I'm so proud of him. I, I would love to have seen Jason when he came off the sidelines. It like, was just... Tears, let's go in the rage. basement and let's just freaking break stuff. Oh, let's go in the basement. Got some pizza rolls. We're gonna stay. Up. We're gonna drink Red Bull Stamp all night. <laughs> Rewatching that play. Right? <laughs> got the Guns and Roses out. They got we're just Guns and Roses, and they're just appetite break, for destruction. They're baby. breaking Ow! things. Watching sack highlights of that. I mean, is it sad that he? That was a first. Ty Robinson first sack. Thing first thing I thought it was like I want. There should be a cutaway to Jason Peter for any time Ty yes. Robinson. I mean, his heart rate probably skyrocketed. But yeah, Ty Robinson, that that supposedly, like, I don't know if there was, that knocked Tanner Morgan out of the oh, game. He drilled, he drilled, I mean, drilled his ass. Because Ty, Ty has been better the last about three, three, four weeks. Maybe it was. Spent the night at Jason's house a couple of weeks. Yeah, like that Indiana Rutgers games were the ones he started playing. He started to play ball a lot better. He, he is, for him, for his talent level, he's just been. I think for whatever reason he's been slow, slow to really like start making splashes. Yes. He's been better since Absolutely. then. I still I I still don't think he's touched his ceiling at all. Like I think he's got this sort of underperformed 
for what I think he can do. Um, so, but it's good to see him making big plays. I think he's a guy that needs to get some confidence. In but a that was way. big. I mean, because yeah. Morgan stepped up in the pocket, didn't see Robinson waiting for him. Oh, that's a big kid too. Oh, I mean, it's all all two ninety five or whatever it is, like on him. Yeah, it's a oh, big boy. That is that's gonna get you some extra Guns and Roses and Jason extra Peters Red Bull. <laughs> you earned an extra Guns and Roses album. I will give you my Lose Your Illusions CD <laughs> and Here's two my... Red Bulls. I don't know why I'm associated Jason P with the Guns N' Roses. Like, I here's my right. T-shirt from the Appetite for Destruction tour. I went to it. I give it to you. It's like, oh, you're giving it to me, Jason? This and, is the new black shirt. And if you ever make all Big Ten, I'll give you that little weird hat Slash used to wear. <laughs> Personally gave it to me back in 96. Does the timeline, does it work? When did Appetite for Destruction come out? Oh, that, does that 80, work? 88 or so something So you can't like tell that. me Jason Peter didn't listen to Welcome to the Jungle. I mean, I feel like Growing he's a Welcome up, to the Jungle Nick, guy. He's from Jersey. Yeah, he's probably doing Appetite well. for Destruction, Jason Peter. There's no question. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so Appetite for Destruction. We're Googling it. July 21st, 1987. A, a young teenage Jason Peter fell in love with Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah. And he has passed it on to uh, to, to Ty Robinson. But no, the the defense, again, shut him out, stoned him. And then the second half, how much did the quarterback change change the game? It, it was it changed a lot. It was a good decision by them. I don't know if Morgan even could go, but it, I mean, I think it would have been the right decision whether he could or he couldn't. Was, yeah. Um, but you know, it's also let's give him some credit. Like they didn't get anything in the first half. Like they they're good players too. They're going to make some plays. Uh, I, you know, I think they they adjusted decently well. Um, you know, and they were forcing our our DBs to defend a little bit more, which. You know, kudos to them, some good play calls. But I don't know. It's also like three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. They just get to keep taking chances. And, you know, for right. them, it's just a matter of like, a matter Eventually, of time. they're going to, yeah, like there's an, there's I an hope, inevitability. I hope you can get a yard if you just get time after time after time where, you know, your offense then can get into rhythms and get the ball back. Like, I always think rhythm is a, like, depends on like how frequently are you getting the ball and how long can you hold on to it? Right. Make makes better like rhythm offensively. So our offense was get it, get rid of it as quick. And then we wouldn't see it for a long time. Get it, get rid of it quick. Like you get out of rhythm, right? For them, they start holding it, getting it back quick, holding it. Like they start finding their rhythm, right? That just all makes sense to a strategy. Right. I mean, cause the, the backup, he hit a couple of throws. He hit, they, they threw one deep on Hartzog. They did a double move or knew some, bit on it. Yeah. They did a little slant and go. And honestly, it was lucky that ball was underthrown or that was going to be a touchdown. Yeah. And then he made a couple of runs. He he wasn't he wasn't but that that's what like what he did was what Nebraska needed Chubber or Smothers to do. Don't yeah. got to go out there and be the greatest. You don't got to be Joe Montana. You might have just, to make two or three throws all game that matter and the and rest of the time just hand the ball off, make smart decisions and don't take sack like and that's, that's all they did. Did Minnesota do anything great? Like, not really. They were yes. just okay. It, and yeah, they. I think they wore us down a little bit as the game went on. They got more leaky yards, all that. But like, you know, Ibrahim, what was his long? Thirty-two run? carries, hundred and thirty-two yards. So it's like did he, he get a run over ten yards? His long was eleven. So I'm saying, like, 
It's just 32, 32 carries. 32 carries of physicalness helps win a game. It doesn't, like, win you the game, but taking care of the ball and not, you know. Well, yeah, the second half. Controlling the time. I mean, well, let's see the time. That's the, what, yeah, that's what I was just, so the first half, time of possession was about even. It was like 15 minutes to 14 yeah. minutes. Second half, Minnesota held the ball for 20 minutes and Nebraska held it for 10 minutes. That's it to me. That's the whole game. It's, that's, that's that's how been a it theme. is. We've talked more about time of possession on these recap pods than just about any other stat in some ways. And you, you just watch what happens. Like, we don't run the ball in them second and third quarter. So their defense is now, you know, like we're not wearing them down. And then they're just starting to tee off with their pass rush. And the opposite's happening with us. You know, like we start out with a good pass rush. Right. And then they wear us down. And then the tackling got a little... Tackling, uh, tackling didn't necessarily, But it just, you know... It did get worse. It, it got yeah. a little worse where it's just, it's harder to like... You know, Ibrahim is, I mean, he's a little ball. Yeah. And, and he just rams it in there. And you know how it is. And you get four quarters. I don't. That, yeah. But yeah, you're <laughs> like, I am, I'm, I'm way deep. But like, you know, that just, that sucks. 32 times that mother, that dude is just bighorn sheep in it. Yeah. And you're just like, fuck, I gotta yeah. do this again. And the, and, the, and the line gets a little bit more push where then like, then People it all starts your lap. seeping, yeah. right? The, the linemen are in your lap. You know, it gets right. a little more mucky for the DBs. All that stuff is true. If you continue to run the ball, who real quick, let's let's. So, I mean, I thought uh, I thought it was best game Tanner's played all year. Caleb Tanner. Yeah. Uh, Jason Peter Jr. Had a nice sack. Um, I thought Ernest Hausman made a couple of good plays. Uh, yeah, missed yeah. a few, but did did a few decent things. Uh, Isaac Gifford had a great had a few big plays. Gif- Gifford's the one I'd highlight. Gifford yes. has been so much better the last four or five games. Like he, you know, I think he. He had his, you know, growing pains of... But and that, deservedly so. I mean, he's yeah, a young but, dude. But he, I mean, he looked really good yesterday. Yes. Because like that position, it's kind of a unique spot. You're, you're, you're in the box tackling a lot more than I think people think for a nickel. I mean, you have to tackle almost like a linebacker. And I think that's a little bit of a shock for for like DBs to have to move. So that's a, that's a tougher spot. But he looked really good. He's really tackling well. He's physical. Like very physical yes. for how for what for how his young size, he is and his size for how yeah. what is how big what, he is. how big is he he doesn't look if he's very, six he's, foot two hundred pounds I'm surprised he's not there's no way he's two ten he, he he looks he was hitting he was hitting yesterday well there was a great play on that they you know they ran the little mesh play and he came in there and just blew up Ibrahim that's what I'm saying physical and, like he was physical on all those tackles six one two hundred pounds that's right. not very big. No, especially when you're in the box. Right. Uh, but I, I thought he's looked really nice the last few weeks. I think he's finding his his uh, his groove there. Because that's like JoJo. Like, like that spot, a lot of it's about timing and instincts. Because um, you're kind of on an island there. Like, they're watching you. Like, are you in? Are you out? Are you covering? Are you playing run? And they're trying to kind of... Right, Dink, like sometimes it's run pass off of you. Because he, he did a good job, too. Some of you, like, he really... I think it was him... There were a few times he really set the edge well. Like he, they were yeah. trying to get it outside, and he was able. He took on a guy, held it, then got got that off matters. him. And it's like, like sometimes like, that that position, like just you know, I I spent some time in that like slot before in my life, but there is like it's like how you attack a block in an angle forces like the, it's like there's a lot for sure. To yeah, the angles out in space and to be good in the slot and in space out there um 
it's not easy, but I, I I watched him closely, and he's been doing a really nice job of late. Were you surprised, or where did you come out on the decision that Fleck made to punt it at about midfield with two and twenty five left at fourth and inches? I I actually thought Fleck would would have gone for it, um, but I think they put it like they put it like a half a yard, maybe. Like yeah, yeah, it was it, was, it wasn't a full yard, but it was it was. I bet it was half a yard. Yeah. You know, I was a foot or so. Nick, I think if if they're playing somebody else, they go for it. I think they saw our offense and they said, we're going to punt it. There's no way this this offense right now is going to score on us. I've been surprised. You know, I think Sam McEwen disagreed with the decision. Tom Chattel couldn't believe, you know, that they couldn't believe Fleck didn't go for it. I was thinking, like, that was going to be Nebraska's chance. Like, I don't know how you could have watched Nebraska's quarterbacks play and thought, like, they're... There was no way they were going to be able to. Nebraska was going to be able to drive the ball eighty yards and score a touchdown. So I thought I, mean, I was. I just was Nick, curious how you landed on that play. Uh, no, I had no problem with it because they're playing. They're, they're it, saying make them beat us. We've yet to prove that in five years. Essentially, you know, like it's that. That's the smart play. Then, like it's it's a mindset that we've got to figure out one of these days. Uh, yeah, I. The one thing I will say, anything, anything else with the defense? Mm, nah, no, I think we're good. I mean, so I told you that, you know, Mitch Sherman had the headline in The Athletic that his column was the maybe the end of Mickey Mania. And it's, it's hard because it's like a couple of things. Purdue game certainly had their chances. That game was one of those games that was probably closer than it should have been. But nevertheless, yeah, they're right there. I mean, what was it? Jason Peter Jr., Aiden O'Connell in the hole. If he tackles him, you know, Michael Jordan circa 1993 was going to come out. Hey, we're scoring that game, yeah. Michael Jordan, dream team Jordan, (laughs) was number three for Nebraska that night. Uh, And then, you know, Mickey's had his chances. Like, these last two games, up nine to six. Purdue and Illinois, Nick. Purdue and and Minnesota. Yeah. I mean, you're you're up nine to six in the second quarter against Illinois. You have the Ramir wheel route drop. Then Casey gets knocked out of the game two plays later. You're up 10 nothing at halftime at home to Minnesota. Completely vomit on yourself and lose. You have two collapses and two second halves. And here's, the, here's one of the things about watching these games. Like, you saw Illinois lost to Michigan State, who's having a terrible year. These teams, I don't know what you thought. And I, I respect, I respect the way they go about doing, like we've said, my brand of football is three like yards, it. cloud of dust, control the clock, win with defense, win with the running. Like, that's my kind of football. But these teams, Illinois, Minnesota, these teams are not that good. No. Illinois, Minnesota, Purdue, all fine. Great. We should beat those teams. And we could have beat and those Nebraska's teams. And Nebraska's kind of, yeah. We're not, I mean, we're not great, but like, gosh, I mean, that's the Those thing. Those are winnable games. That's the thing that's amazing to me is like this this year more so than any other year. Wow. Illinois was the 16th ranked team in the country. And they were just all okay. Right. They're all right. Now, you could, you know, people could come in and go like, well, listen, Illinois could have done whatever they wanted with you, but they knew they could just play it safe and, and Nebraska was just going to, you know, and that's fine. Whatever. I just know. These teams are not that good. No. And, and so that, that's what's really frustrating about it is like, boy, well, oh boy. I'll tell you what, you know, and like I said, we, we've all been kind of rooting for Mickey here. And 
Um, I know most of the state has, and I, I feel bad because, I mean, that that's his, his opportunity, I which it, I, I don't know. Like I said, we'll see what happens. So it's still too early to tell what Trev wants to do because uh, he might – he might have made up his mind pretty quick that it is Mickey. I just don't. I have no idea. But, I mean, let me tell you this. If he beats Purdue, he beats Illinois, and he beats Minnesota, and that would have been five straight wins, Nick? Yeah. Is there any way he doesn't get the job with five straight wins? He's got the job. It's his. And so that's the part that is. He's got to be kind of kicking him. Mickey's got to be at his house today just like, God damn. Because he, you know, he knows, he knows how... Like I said, the the wheel route, the you know you're, the wheel route. Uh, you're up ten nothing at half at Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, it, it, Purdue goes forward at the fifty yard line. Ty Robinson just has to tackle Aiden O'Connell. Yeah, and you like those kinds of things. Like basically, if Ramirez catches the wheel route and Ty Robinson tackles Aiden O'Connell, and and whip sticks with running the ball. I mean, and that's where it's like it's 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 not. And we play this game all the time. We do. Just if, if, it's if, fun, but, like, to, but it's fun to play because it's right. like this. It's one thing. It's like, well, they beat us uh, sixty-two to three. So because it's that's like, coming this weekend. Yeah, that's Michigan a- is going to motherfucking <laughs> pulverize Nebraska. So that that's what I'm saying. Like, you're going to see this weekend. Nebraska isn't even close. Okay, like oh, that's not what these last three weeks have been. And so that's what's amazing is for all the all of the flaws that Nebraska has. They're, they could have easily won these last three games. Having leads on 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 teams like Illinois and and uh, Minnesota. Minnesota, it's like that's the stuff though that those are the games that I talk about. Like you blew an opportunity because like it's not that you can't beat those teams because you clearly are like taking leads on them and right. and dominating stretches. So like that tells me like oh you're capable of this. But we have an ability to not be capable of like doing things for four quarters. We have a seemingly we can't do things for three quarters. Yeah, most of the time we can't do things for two quarters. Sometimes we'll do it for two quarters, but never three, never, and never four. No, and so that's the part where to beat great teams like Michigan, got to do it for four quarters. Oh yeah, against really good teams, three. Crappy teams, you can do it for two. But most teams in the Big Ten West, Nick, you got to do it for three quarters. Right. You can have a down quarter. You can't have a down half. It's just... You cannot have a half where you don't play. And they have... We have consistently taken a half off. Yeah, like first half Rutgers, atrocious. Yeah. Second half Illinois, atrocious. Second half Minnesota, atrocious. Like, you could go on, I mean, fourth quarter, Northwestern, atrocious. Entire game defensively against Georgia Southern, terrible. Uh, For the first half against North Dakota, not good. Like, you know, there's always just been one quarter or for sure sure two quarters where Nebraska has not just been bad, like they have just been embarrassingly bad. Yeah, we got to find a way to be a little bit more complete throughout a game. And and that's just hard. I, I, You know, whoever's going to take this thing over, which we, you know, we don't know, but it's coming soon. You would think so. Um, they need to think long and hard about how are we going to win here, and they're going to have to find you know find that philosophy. A lot of it would, I think, what we talk about. I, I think that's probably the way to do it. But you know, we got to let these whoever it is have their plan. But man, I'll tell you what, 
you better you better not assume anything. You better get every detail covered because I, I just we've seen now if you don't, we've had a bunch of people try it and it's it's doesn't yeah. work. It doesn't work unless you get you get every detail. Here here's a sobering statistic to illustrate just how dire and poor of a situation this next head coach is walking into. Every Power 5 program has been to a bowl game since 2017 except for two teams, Kansas and Nebraska. And with Kansas's win yesterday afternoon over Oklahoma State, Lance Leipold and the Jayhawks are going bowling. And with Nebraska's loss to the Gophers at home, it assures that Nebraska is not going to go bowling for all intents and purposes. They're not going to win these last three games. Yeah. So say it out loud. Nebraska is going to be the only Power 5 program since 2017 to not go to a bowl game. Oh, my God. It's unbelievable. So I think it's important in order to... You know, I think there's something to it. Like for those weight loss shows, they make you like, they, if you got to step on the scale, you got to get in your underwear, you got to take a photo for you to really look and be like, God damn. You know, like you, in uh, order to change your reality, you must first acknowledge reality. We're like the worst, aren't we? I, I'm just saying, like that would suggest it. If you, if you would say there's only one power conference program since 2017, that's not to a, go to a bowl game. You would say, well, that program must be the worst power five program over the last, during that time. I mean, you could make that case. Oh man. That hurt. It, it, it's, it's, but, but again, sometimes it's, you got to say this shit out loud. Yeah. You got to say it out loud. Nebraska is arguably and on paper the worst football program since 2017 in the power five at the power five level. Like you are walking into a full fledged that sort of a situation. Yeah. Oh my God. So, I mean, I don't want to step too much on our next pod of like, you know, I mean, it's hard to, we've, we've had the Mickey conversation a million times. Like it does, you know, there's just the end of Mickey mania. Like we've kind of get into that. It felt like this was his window to get the job were these three games. Yeah. You you needed wow. to make a lot of you. It was like you were needed to store food before winter hit, and winter was Michigan. Yeah, yeah. And, and now you're going to Harbaugh's crib. I think it, I think it winning those games not only like helps you probably get the job, it also helps you play the last three games. Like right, it, like now you can't go to a bowl game, and I mean. I, He's got a job on his hands just to get these guys to play hard these next three games. Right. You know, like to, to, to put that, out a good product without, if Casey's not playing, uh, we're going to Michigan, like, oh, baby, we, you know, you better, we better get, if we play well against Michigan and Wisconsin and Iowa, whether we win or not, like if we just play well and play hard, that's a credit to these coaches and players if they can do that. Cause this is like, you know, this is an age where I think people are, are quick to throw in the towel for the season. And I think for these guys to play hard from here on out, that's what we're looking for. Well, and it just gets harder too if it is Mickey. This is why we were talking on this last pod of like, I felt like the sooner you could, if it's if you want it to be Mickey, you probably needed to do it sooner rather than later because you it's going to get hard. What's going to get harder now 
You know, you uh, we could flip what you said to go. Like, if you beat Purdue, Minnesota, and Illinois, Mickey, you almost have to hire Mickey. Yeah, and I and you kind of got to you got to vibe with that a little bit. But if you lose six straight to in the seat, you lose to Purdue, Illinois, Minnesota, yeah. and that, and then Michigan, Wisconsin, Iowa. It's hard to then name Mickey the head coach. It's harder. So I don't know. But see, it's so strange. I mean, I don't know if we need to get into the coaches too much, but like I still like I don't got a feel for what what's out there right I now. I don't either. And and what's what's hard is, you know, you're like I've caught myself because there was a huge I yeah, you were on a text with us Thursday for whatever reason, rumor rumor mill like was yeah. like you know, like really got rolling. Ended up being nothing happened, but yeah. People are officially getting antsy, and in the absence, in the void and absence of information, people are going to fill in information with whatever. They can just make up stuff. I think I felt like, man, it's really quiet. What's going on? It's like, well, I've said this is what I like I said on Wednesday when I was talking to you. I view the silence as it's not Mickey. Yeah. The silence, I think a lot of people right now are viewing the silence as who this coaching search might not be going well. It's like, well, a lot of, maybe they're talking to guys that are current coaches and they're not going to, you're not going to announce right now like, hey, we're, uh, Trev Albers, like, it's a pleasure to announce that I'm going to be hiring Dave Aranda as our next head coach. Dave is currently in Waco, Texas, coaching coaching Baylor. They got a big game this week. They got a big game. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. That, I don't want to mess things up for him. Pretend I didn't say that. So I also (laughs) think people need to like, I you can't announce it you, until the season's over. If it's yeah, like if it's Mickey, you could do it now, and that's why I thought if it's Mickey, you needed to do it now, if, and that's why I don't. Th- if it's Matt Rule, if it's Matt Rule, you could do it now. Those are the only. If two. it's Mickey, you could do it now. Everybody else is a coach somewhere. So if it's Aranda, if it's Leipold, Leipold if it's Campbell, Chris Kleiman, if it's if Matt it's Kleiman, Campbell, like those are the big four coaches, right? That would probably be like on top of. Well, did you see Bruce Feldman of on Big Noon Kickoff? He had a report on the latest of the Nebraska shirt uh, coaching search, and hit the four were Matt Rule, Jeff Munkin, the Army head coach. I'm sure where that came from, but I mean, I don't doubt Bruce. Bruce is Teen attention, Marriage. We're gonna do. We're gonna line up. So Jeff Munkin, Matt Rule, Bill O'Brien, and okay. Gary Patterson. Okay. Those were the four names that he threw out there for Nebraska's job. To me, I'm like, interesting. Um, Because he keeps on talking about how Bill O'Brien has a connection with Trev. I'd have to look into what that is. Yeah. And then Gary Patterson, I don't don't know what I, I'd have to let that one marinate a little bit. Yeah, I thought he was the defensive coordinator. No, he's like the the analyst. Yeah, he's. So that kind of, I was like, he's in the ring. Like, yeah, 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 do that. Yeah. Thanks, Gary. I would. Man, I like that. Would you do that? I would do it. I would do it. Would if do I were. That. If it was my decision, I'd vote. You betcha. How'd <laughs> it work out? Yeah, I'd done it too. Did we get him? I would have done it too. Yep. Oh, we didn't? <laughs> I told you it was a bad idea. If you need me, I'll be in my office. <laughs> I'll be analyzing. Okay, that's so not. <laughs> We don't know what defensive analysts do, do we? What do they do? What the hell do they do? Why would a defensive analyst just sit in you a room get and the just coach? So, like, what do you do? Yeah, we act like Gary Patterson's like an idiot. But no, Gary Patterson's not the defensive coordinator. 
Did it work? Yes, did it work? I would have done it. <laughs> <laughs> he gets to take credit for this. It didn't like, work well. Wasn't my idea. Hey, Sark. Uh, wasn't my idea. Wasn't I told him, do it. Oh, uh, it, we, it, did, it did work. I told him the whole I week. Told I told him. No. Saw it on film. <laughs> knew it the moment I saw it. Oh, what what play are we talking? Oh, I don't know. But Bill O'Brien, oh. Gary Patterson, Jeff Munkin, who is making people drop and give him 50 as we speak. And then Matt Rule. Dean Hutt. Dean Hutt. <laughs> so there you go. We will get more into the coaching search thing. Uh, uh, here's the thing. Okay, it's Sunday. We got Doug. By the way, I want to listen to Welcome to the Jungle before we leave in honor of Jason Peter, but we'll do that. Just just I want to plant that seed. No, you. you know what? Uh, no, I don't know. Coaching stuff. Do you want to save it? it? Let's save it. Let's save the coaching stuff. I think we've set our piece. This was probably for us. We went a little hard in We the went a little hard. I feel like uh, I'd like to I announce. I take it all back. Oh, do I take it all back? I do take it all back. Hold on. I'm a defensive <laughs> analyst. <laughs> How do we do? We lost. Ah, I knew it. I knew oh, we were Whipple, lose. Whipple was listening to this, and he's all mad right. at me. I take it all. I back. take it all back too. I, I take it, it all. As an back. analyst, I'd like to say I didn't mean what I said. I didn't mean it. <laughs> I can't be held. <laughs> it is coming up next. It's Boru Nick Baj hit song. I didn't mean it. To Mark Whipple. <laughs> <laughs> coming up next in the top forty, the smash hit. I would have done that too. <laughs> At number 15, it's the defensive analyst's hit song, I Would Have Done That Too. (laughs) That doesn't make any sense at all. Coming up next, the defensive analyst, hit of the week. What do we run? Defensive analysts, like they show up, they don't know oh, what's I going on. Give Gary Patterson, the job. Oh my God, what are we doing? This is so stupid. Oh, let's are go down ready? the basement. Are you ready? Let's get some Red Bull. Are you ready for Jason Peter and Ty Robinson's? Just they after the sack, they went to Jason's house, and it was pretty simple what they needed to do. Let's do it, baby. Come on, baby. Let me make sure we're connected to this thing. Oh my God, you have just rocked my world, my friend. Oh. That one up. We got to connect. We're going to connect. Hang on just a second here. Oh, they were connected. <laughs> what we run? <laughs> you ready? Let's do it. Let's play it out, buddy. Come on, baby. Oh, come on. We're having technical difficulties here. Okay, well. No, we're going to get it. Yeah. Jason right. Peter. Ty, come on downstairs. Ty, come Get on, your man. Red Bull. Got the beanbags out. Cleared them out, baby. That's Tanner Morgan, Ty. Yeah. I want you to take a look at him. Dive on his face. What? Me and Christian used to hit each other in the face of this song, baby. We'll see you all next week. We'll see you next week, baby.